Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. The drama and the controversy surrounding the Steelers and the Patriots is great for the NFL. This feels a little bit like the NBA, where there's always drama surrounding the best players. And for much of the last several years, the only drama surrounding the NFL has been will he or won't he stand for the national anthem? What are they going to do in response? All that stuff that had nothing at all to do for the game. Danny G, are you with me that this is excellent drama for the NFL? Finally to have, you know, like, look, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a big, bright brand that has got major controversy surrounding it. And it's not controversy that's really that negative. It's just like interpersonal conflict. The same thing is true of the New England Patriots. And I think the storyline of Ryan Fitzpatrick or Jameis Winston, what do you do, is a great storyline because it's the ultimate, you know, like everybody has an opinion on that. Do you stick with Ryan Fitzpatrick or do you go to Jameis Winston? All three of these stories in general are great drama surrounding the early part of the NFL season. Yep. And now there's two books to buy on the 25th. <laughs> Did you My s- book by the way. Uh, let me get oh, no, it. I'm talking about the Belichick book. No. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But I'm going to be shameless about promoting my book. They said, "What can you do? I want this book to be on the New York Times bestseller list." Oh, here we go. So, I want everybody out there. My book right now is $16 at Amazon. It's how how much is ev- the Belichick book? I don't, we're not talking about the Belichick <laughs> book right now. My book is $16. It is on, it's going to be in every bookstore in America. It is coming out in six days. 
You can go right now to Amazon, and if you type in Clay Travis, it'll be your top result. I also, if if you're not even a reader, if you are somebody out there that just enjoys listening to this radio show, I, I don't even know if we talked about this much on the show. I recorded nine hours of this audiobook sitting in a recording studio by myself reading every word and turning every page, all 280 of them, So you can, if you're in your car and you drive around a lot of places and you listen to this show and you like my voice, you cannot even, you don't even have to read it yourself. You can listen to me read all nine hours of this book unabridged uh, for everybody out there. So I recorded this. I've never recorded an audio book before. You talk about a crazy experience. You're sitting there just turning one page after another. Every word has to be perfect. Every word has to reflect what's written on the page. I mean, it is a long-term process. So it's nine hours unabridged, this book. You can go buy that at Amazon. It's only 20 bucks unabridged. That's less than, it's like $2 an hour for my time that I spent. So yeah, you can get it, full audio book. You can get the full book wherever you are across the country. It's going to be in your bookstore. And it's 16 or $17 right now at Amazon. It comes out on Tuesday the 25th. Clay Travis. All this drama is great, right? Making it's called America Republicans read buy again. sneakers too. <laughs> now, how much research did you do for your book? Because they interviewed 350 people for this Belichick uh, book, and he himself did not want to cooperate. So I guess your book is a little more head-on because you actually wrote it yourself. But uh, I interviewed myself yeah. every day for hours and hours, and you can't imagine <laughs> how crazy it is to spend that much time inside my head. Now, let me ask you about the Winston case, because I read this yesterday, and there were a couple of interesting pieces in there. One thing, she says at one forty-one in the morning is when she got the call to pick him and his buddies up, and he requested a burrito, and in the studio, we were having a little bit of a debate here, because <laughs> around two in the morning... She goes to a drive-through at a Mexi- quote-unquote Mexican restaurant. What kind of Mexican restaurant is open at two in the morning? Are they talking about Taco Bell? It's got to be Taco Bell, that's right? Not I mean, a you Mexican. Guys are on- it's not Mexican restaurant. That's American. What, what would you? What do you mean by it's not a Mexican restaurant? You wouldn't call Taco Bell a Mexican restaurant? Well, no. Uh, Roberto can back me up on this. It's no. not authentic Mexican food. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. We love Taco, I like Taco Bell. Bell. Yeah, but it's not what a Mexican restaurant. It? Uh, I would call American. It, uh, <laughs> yeah, American cuisine on a budget. Uh, it's got. First of all, you guys are way out of line here saying that Taco <laughs> Bell is not a Mexican restaurant. I mean, it's not from Mexico, but it is definitely a Mexican restaurant. Like if Why, I was saying, there's refried beans involved. Yeah, because they have Mexican food. If you have Mexican food, you are a Mexican restaurant. Like, uh, what's what's the fast food place that's Italian? Uh, the, the that's for jellies or something like that. What's it called? <laughs> we don't have that here on uh, in yeah. California. Do they still have that place, the Italian fast food restaurant? That's an Italian fast food restaurant. Fazoli's, Fazoli's. I don't know if Fazoli's still exists, mm. but I would describe Fazoli's as an Italian hang, fast food. Hang restaurant. on, our Taco Bell correspondent huh, Eddie, Garcia Eddie Garcia just uh, gestured no, for I'm, his I'm mic. I'm here to vote uh, to chime in that Clay is right. It is it is Mexican food. No, you have to not. say what? that. 
That's like saying that Panda Express isn't Chinese food. Yeah, of course that's a it great is. example. Oh, I bet Chinese people would say that. It is. What are you going to call it? Are you going to call food? that American food? It's Well, it's so Americanized that, but Eddie, in the report, That's because this says, is America. This yeah. is the worst argument <laughs> you've ever made. No, no. On the police Are chopsticks report, not though, Asian because, no, uh, but, because, I mean, like, come on. Well, they when you're just in said, America. They could have just said a fast food restaurant. They said a Mexican restaurant. There's no, well, there's I mean, no first of all, we're on. Mexico. All right. Okay. Hold on. Wait. What was that, Roberto? There's no hard shell tacos in Mexico. <laughs> See. Are you? Are you? Are you Hispanic, Roberto? Yeah. All right. So you could. So the let's take it out outside of Mexico. All right. Outside of the Mexican debate, Danny G just made. I mean, uh, Eddie Garcia just made a great point. Would you consider the Panda Express to be Chinese food? Yes, it is Chinese food. But it's okay. Not stop right. Stop Chinese right there. Food. Hold on. Stop right there. But for a Chinese minute. people don't make it though. But it doesn't mean it's Chinese food. We're not saying that Chinese people make the Chinese food. It doesn't like that. You, the person who makes the food doesn't define where the food is from, right? Like if my wife says, "Hey, we're having Mexican, and we have tacos, and we have, uh, you know, like whatever else, burritos," she's not Mexican, but we're eating Mexican food. Have you ever had a street taco in Los Angeles? This is this that's is the Mexican worst argument food. anyone I'm not on this arguing. Show has I just ever thought made. it was interesting that that's the way it is in the police report because it's not a Mexican restaurant. All right, here we're doing. All right, here's what we're gonna do. Is 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 Dub there in the studio? Yeah, he's All live right. in Nashville. All right, we are opening up phone lines. Here's what I want. We are on in Arizona. I want only people from Arizona to call. And tell us what they think this Mexican restaurant could have been at 1.40 in the morning in the Scottsdale area. Scott, I've been out in Scottsdale a lot. I've been out drinking a lot in Scottsdale. My thought when I read that read this was it has to be a Taco Bell because I can't imagine that there's that many places that are open at 1.40 to get a burrito. Okay? So uh, I don't know why you wouldn't just say we went to a Taco Bell instead of a Mexican restaurant, but maybe some people in Scottsdale are like, you know what? There's lots of oh, like 24-hour Mexican places that stay open in Scottsdale. It's possible that no one is going to call us because it right now is 3.18 in the morning. In fact, the people who call us in Arizona may be insanely drunk. I believe I'm correct in this. It is 3.19 <laughs> in the morning right now in Arizona. Only Arizona callers. Dub, is the phone ringing at all? 877-996-6369. I'm actually curious on this. I only uh, one, want uh, wait, people from Arizona right to call. Hold on one second. Oh, he's take, yeah, he's taking a couple of calls right now. All right, so we're going to go to break. That is a good only question. People... That is a good question, Clay, because I also wondered that. Do they have some type of like King Taco or authentic spot that stays open 24-7? Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I'm still blown away that Taco Clay, Bell. When it, the next time you're here yeah, visiting Clay. LA, we're going to take you to King Taco. All right, but hold on. I want Roberto to, to come mom, back taking, up again. I'm, anytime you come here, I'm taking you to my mom's house. We're going to have authentic Mexican food. Well, I appreciate that, but Roberto, make the, your argument here is if a Mexican person doesn't make it, it's not Mexican. What, what is your full argument here? It's American food. It's Americanized. It's too Americanized. Taco Bell. So how would you describe Taco Bell? If somebody said, hey, we're going to go out to eat. To me, it's American food. Yeah, Is there it's, any it's, foreign food? It's American food fast in- food. It's American fast food. Yeah, exactly. 
But but he did he said China Express or Panda Express is Chinese food though. Yeah, right. Well, that's because Roberto's no not Chinese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my point. <laughs> that's Would you say yeah? Th- 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 I, I, I all due respect everyone on the show, with the exception of Eddie Garcia, who is in the right here. Danny G and Roberto, this is the worst argument that's ever been made in the history of the show. I don't know that anyone's ever made a worse argument than Taco Bell is not Mexican food. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, we are going to your calls. Where did Jameis Winston go? You can also weigh in on whether Taco Bell is a Mexican restaurant. I can't keep up with my Twitter mentions right now. You guys, uh, Danny G and, uh, and Roberto, have triggered the entire country. Adam in Chandler, Arizona. What's up, Adam? Yes, sir. Yeah, there's a lot of restaurants in those areas. I'm not sure if there's in California, but they're called Filibertos, Umbertos, Alibertos, Nicobertos, and any other name you want to throw in front of a Bertos. 24 hours a day, run by usually people of Mexican nationality, so it's a legit Mexican restaurant. So you think that's where Jameis Winston went to get a burrito? They have fast food? Yeah, I mean, it's strictly Mexican. It is like a fast food joint, but yeah, it's usually don't find anybody outside of Mexican nationality working, though, so it's legit Mexican food. All right, so but but you can drive through at 140 in the morning. I mean, he has to be a place that went Absolutely. to a drive through. Okay, that's a good guess. Yeah, uh, they, John? Yeah, great carne asada, usually. All right, great carne asada. Mm, John and John in Arizona, what's up? Is this John in Arizona or John? Does it matter? <laughs> no. Uh, good call. Oh. Hold on, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. John, you're with me right now. Is your name John or Don? My name is Don from Arizona. Okay. Your name is Don in Arizona. You think that it's going to be completely different for people out there who are listening? They're going to be like, oh, I thought it was John in Arizona. Turns out that was actually Don in Arizona. My opinion on his opinion is completely different now. I think we lost Don. Did he hang up? Look, here's the deal. So long, John. If someone has a na- if I say a name that sounds like your name, then just start talking. Like I'm not going to give Dub a really duff, uh, tough time here over the difference between Don and John. Like it's hard when you're fielding calls to get the difference between Don and John. But when I go to somebody who I say John and he's like his first thing is, "Do you mean Don?" I do- does it matter? That's my immediate response. You have called anonymously into a radio station. You could have made up any name under the sun. Nobody knows who you actually are. If you are Don or you are John or you are Ron, it doesn't matter. Just give us your opinion. You don't need to correct us. It's not like we're meeting face-to-face and we're business partners and you want to make sure that I know your name forever. You have given your location as a state, which I believe has like 6 million people in it, and as a name that is very common. Just give us your opinion. Matt and Tempe. I apologize for Don Magic Juan um, figuring out what his name's supposed to be, but um, well, we're, uh, he, he went to Filiberto's 100%. Like the caller before, we call it Philly Bees out here. It's a great uh, late-night hangover food for the college kids. I used to eat it myself when I went to ASU. I kind of shy away from it now because it's known to give you a, the probably the worst stomachache hangover the next morning, but he went to Filiberto's 100%. All right, so you went to Arizona State. Does Arizona State yeah, have man. the best-looking girls of any college in the country? 
Bro, it's not even close, man. I was on with JT the Brick the other night, and he asked me the same question. We put U of A to shame each and every year. They know it. They try to steal our girls when they graduate, but by that time, we've already uh, pretty much been through them all, so they can have them at that point. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the call. I- I'm going to ask Jeff Schwartz about this. He's on with us an hour, too. He said, Jeff Schwartz, like when he went on his recruiting visit to Arizona State, he said there were so many girls laying out in bikinis on the main campus that they had to shut down a road that where people drove through because too many guys were rear-ending the cars in front of them because they were looking at the girls. Oh, and you know what? I've thought about that before. Like when you drive through a college campus, I have to like keep my hands at 10 and 2 because if if it's like a warm day and the girls are laying out, like the older you get, the better looking college girls are. You ever notice that? Like if you were – when you were a kid, you know, like a young kid, like you're 18 to 22 – your college age, and, like, tailgates are going on. Like, you would see old dudes at the tailgate, and they'd be, like, reacting way too much to, like, a girl who walks by that just looks average. And you'd be like, why is that old dude, like, so impressed by that girl who walked by? She's at best a 5 or 6 on a scale of 1 to 10. To an old guy, a 5 or 6 is like a 14, right? When you're, like, 60 years old or you're 55 and you don't see young, good-looking college girls very often – you 18, this is why my argument is for all the kids out there who are in college or high school or whatever, especially college, and you're like in a bad mood, you don't have any idea what the rest of your life is going to be. You should never be in a bad mood on a college campus. Everywhere you go are gorgeous single girls, and single. it doesn't count if you have a boyfriend, because you're not, even if you have a boyfriend, you are single. Like you could, that girl could decide tomorrow that she would rather be with you. You don't even, you don't understand. I just, let me get on my soapbox here for a minute. You don't understand that this is the greatest years of your life with the lowest amount of stress. And you're like, I got this tough chemistry final tomorrow. Just sack up, all right? It's not that big of a deal. If you're on a college campus, your life is not that bad. Anybody who's complaining, anybody who's complaining at all. All right, I'm going to take a few more of your calls. Then we're going to go to John Campbell. We're going to try to make you some money with gambling. But that's my big soapbox moment for the morning. If you're on a college campus, there are gorgeous girls everywhere. But that Arizona State, that school, I, I topped to the, the hike to the top of Camelback Mountain. I think it's Camelback Mountain, right? Uh, right there in, uh, in, in not far from Arizona State uh, in, in the Phoenix area. And uh, it's a great hike. I was out there to cover the Oregon and uh, Oregon-Auburn national title game. A few years ago, Cam Newton team, Auburn went 14-0, Chip Kelly's team, went down to the final couple plays. Great game. And I don't know why they do it, but all these Arizona State sorority girls were hiking too, and I was like, my God, I almost want to go back to college and get another degree at Arizona State. Now, I'm sure none of them would want to talk to me. I'd be the old married guy on campus who just (laughs) randomly moved out. To uh, to Arizona to go to school, but I've never seen better looking girls. You'd be I mean, Rod- I was, be I was blown away. You'd be Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, I I don't know if I, if I got if my wife left me tomorrow. I don't know that, and I was like, I was in the middle of a midlife crisis. I think going back to school at Arizona State might just cure me of the midlife crisis. I just, I mean, I've got a law degree, I've got a graduate degree, uh, in I got an MFA, I got a, a you know a, a history degree from George Washington. I'm 39 years old. A part of me thinks, you know what? Maybe I should just go back to ASU if that happened. He'll be like, what happened to Clay Travis? Well, he's doing his radio show now from 3 to 6 a.m. 
He lives in 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 Air, on Arizona, right off Arizona State's campus. He's forty years old, like a real life old school. Because I think I would appreciate college. Now I don't know that I'd go to class. I'd just take straight F's. But I'd be the rich old guy. It doesn't take very much money to be rich in college. That's the other great thing about college. Like to be rich now, as you become, you know, in your thirties or your forties, go out to a college bar when you go to a college football game. And be there and be like, hey, I'm going to go to the bar. I'll get six beers for everybody who's here for the game. And you get to the bar and you're like, okay, how much will those six beers be? And they're like, okay, that's uh, $14. You're like, it's unbelievable. $14 for six beers? I like a whole bucket of beers. How much would that be? That'll be uh, $9. You're like, what? Uh, You are, everybody is the rich uncle if you go back to college. You can buy beers for the whole bar. It's like $48, your bar tab. It's unbelievable. John and uh, who are we with? It? Who are we go to now, Dub? Let's go to John and Tempe. John and Tempe, what's up? Yeah, yeah, good morning. Yeah, I was just going to follow up on what the previous gentleman said. Yeah, there's like a Philly Bertos, uh, uh, Claire, Claire Bertos, uh, Danny Bertos, you know, you name it, it's all followed by Berto. It's uh, basically a drive-in, so you can go in and sit down. Probably eh, it's somewhere between a fast food and a and a dine and a dining van. You know, it, it's yeah. not fancy, but uh, you're definitely it's definitely above a Taco Bell. And I sincerely doubt that a Taco Bell would probably be open even on a Saturday night out here. Uh, about the only thing that's open at that time, and I'd like Jack in the Box things like no, that. No, I appreciate so, it. Well, the ta- but- I can't speak to everybody. Taco Bells are open twenty four hours a year. Jack in the Box too. Late night food, always reliable. Jay in Phoenix, what's up? Hey, Clay, real quick, man. I just want to give you congrats on the book, man. I can't wait to read it next week. You're really doing a great job, man. Wow, Jay, you just called in to give me congrats on the book, which everybody should buy. It's out six days from now. It's $16 on Amazon right now. No, uh, let's see. we got a couple more people who now want to – I limited it initially to only callers from Arizona, but now Nolan in Buffalo wants to weigh in. I don't know what Nolan wants. What's up, Nolan? You know, since I became a Fox Sports apologist a few years ago, I thought, you know, Danny G either smokes 12 packs a day or four carpules of that vape nonsense. But it's clear today after this discussion that Danny G has just been smoking a little bit too much of that Maller magic out in L.A., and he needs to slow his roll. He sounds like Jamel Hill with this uh, conversation. Have a good day, guys. Oh, he compared you to Jamel Hill for wow. saying that Mexicans, uh, Mex- that Taco Bell's not a Mexican restaurant. It's a hot racist take from Buffalo. Now, is Jack in the Box Mexican because they have tacos? No, because it's not just tacos, but they have Mexican food at Jack in the Box. Look, I'm not you, saying they're not Danny in the Mexican G- category, G- but they're not Eddie, authentic Mexican food. Eddie Garcia puts you guys into a casket. When he said, is Panda Express Chinese? And both of you said it's, yes. It's not authentic Chinese. It's not a good comparison, though, Clay. You you can tell just from the tortillas and the taco shells at Taco Bell that they're not authentic Mexican food. But here's the deal. We take what other people do and make it better. People in Italy would say <laughs> pizza. No, yeah. You can't people say in, Taco it, Bell is better than an authentic yes. Mexican restaurant. Yeah, it is. We no, take what right. we take what other countries do and we make it better. Pizza Hut is better than the average Italian restaurant in Italy. No, no. Yeah, oh, man. Bubba in North oh, Carolina. It is. Play. We have brought. We're so good in America that we took Italian food, we made pizza, and then they <laughs> took pizza back in Italy. Uh, you know, they're like, you know what? These Americans dunked on our Italian food. We got to bring pizza back from America. That's what we do. That's what this country does. We take good and we make it great. Bubba in North Carolina, what's what's up? Hey, how's it going? 
All right, so I'm going to have to disagree with uh, Taco Bell being Mexican food, and here's why. There's two reasons. One, a few callers ago, somebody mentioned Adoberto's. So I went to college in California, and that was the first authentic Mexican food I had. And so I have this theory. Call me racist. If you look back in the kitchen and you see white boys cooking, that's not authentic. And then secondly, that's a bad move, wanting to go to uh, Arizona State. Uh, in, in California, they call it HPVU. Well, yeah, there are certainly risks. But, you know, HPV, ah, you got you, you got you to strap on, right? You just got to strap on. By the way, I don't want to have kids. If more kids, I've got three. I can barely take care of those. By the way, strap Clay, on. to put yeah. a bow on this so you can get to John Campbell coming up here, somebody yeah. tweeted us the actual restaurant that Kate P. says she took Jameis Winston to. Los Betos, Mexican food, open 24 hours in Scottsdale. So we were right? Yes. All right. So, so, uh, so, all right. so that's Great our point. Calls. Yep, was not Taco Bell. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. How'd you say no to Arizona State, Jeff Schwartz? Um, so a couple of schools that recruited me, and Arizona State was one of them, just called me and said, like, if you want to come here, you can come here. If not, we'll talk to you later. Um, it's uh, as someone who trained uh, in the offseason out in Scottsdale and in Tempe and down in Chandler, um, yeah, it's, just a, it's a tough pass. I never made a visit to Arizona State. I don't know that I've ever seen more hot women than in Scottsdale on like a <laughs> yeah. Saturday night. And on top of that, I don't know that I've ever seen more ridiculous outfits. Like, I mean, I don't even know where the women find the dresses that they fit their way into. Is Scottsdale the hottest city in America? I have to put it up there as one of them. I, I mean, I think that you have a combination of uh, a lot of the women in Scottsdale are fit. Like, they seem to all be in yes. shape. And then they're all tan. I think the tan part really um, makes you look uh, just a little bit uh, probably uh, more beautiful than you are. And so that, that could, the, the combination of both of those um, is a great uh, a great setup for, for some good-looking women. But it, it is one of those cities um, that has a stockpile of them, yes. I would say for per capita hotness rankings of American cities, Scottsdale slash Phoenix, but Scottsdale in particular, I don't know if it's fair to go to particular parts of a city. You know, like Scott, I don't know what like downtown Phoenix is like, for instance, compared to Scottsdale. Scottsdale was off the charts. For instance, like Miami, like if you're out in like the South Beach area, Miami, you'd be like, oh my God, like it's the kind of place where you go to the grocery store and you see like 10 models if you're in South Beach, right? Yeah. Uh, And there are certain parts of LA that are like that too. I'm not sure if you can put like, pick particular parts of the city uh nashville is just swarmed with incredibly good-looking girls um and so i don't know is that fair to pick like a particular part of the city yes because if you go to to the, that area scottsdale is, is up there then you go to tempe obviously where arizona state is and you get a younger crowd um but yeah scottsdale it's okay to cherry pick a part of the city because you know that that's going to be the area downtown phoenix is not is not really much of anything. And then you know, in the outskirts of, of the city, whether it's um, you know you, you go west or you go south to Chandler and and in um, those parts, yeah. So there there definitely is a, a hot spot in, in Scottsdale. All right. So didn't you tell me a story about going like when you visited Arizona State, where all the girls lay out in bikinis? They had to shut down a road yes. or something. Yeah. So I, I didn't visit this, but I've been told this. So they used to just sunbathe 
in the on like the front quad, and they had to they had to uh, disallow that because there were so many accidents that were happening because people were were eyeing them and getting in car accidents. They had to stop sunbathing on uh, on the front uh, on the front porch. Like people would just, I mean, women would just go to class like in in bikini tops and like shorts, and then just leave class and just go tan on the quad. And that has been disallowed. Um, <laughs> that has been that has been disallowed. But when I was in I took a trip to actually U of A in Tucson, and it was, I've never seen a, a compilation of six-foot-tall blondes in my life that I ever saw in, in Arizona. I, I legit almost committed to Arizona just for that. I mean, like, I went to this party, I, was, I couldn't believe it. It was like 30 of them just walking around this one frat party. So... A big part of like the Arizona Arizona State recruitment market is they bring in a ton of people from the LA area who couldn't get into the California colleges, right? Like you can't get into yes, UCLA Arizona or State, you can't. Arizona get... State is maybe the easiest college to get into in the country, right? So you have a ton of like LA area people who couldn't get into UCLA or Cal Berkeley, which are insanely difficult. Or even, I mean, a lot of the California State schools are really hard to get into, and so you're like, screw it, I'll just go to Arizona State instead. Yeah, Arizona State. You can apply online. It's like a, a ten-minute process in your head. I mean, okay, I, I, I applied to Arizona State. My parents made me apply to a bunch of schools that weren't recruiting me just for backups, I guess. Um, so I, I, I applied to like three UCs um, that don't have football. I applied to ASU. I applied to a bunch of other schools. Yeah, Arizona State is easy. Arizona State is sixty thousand undergrad. It's a huge school. It's the biggest school in the country. Yeah, we're talking to Jeff Schwartz. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeff Schwartz. All right, so um, you're in Charlotte. What's the weather situation like for you guys? Is it stopped raining? Yeah, so it rained between, I'd say, Saturday, and most of it was on Sunday. I think about 10 inches of rain, but it was a steady rain. Like my backyard, look at it right now. It was, I mean, it's still a little wet, but it got through it pretty well. We just lost power, and I had no power from Saturday about midnight till yesterday. It took them two hours to, to, to go fix whatever they had to fix in my neighborhood. I just wish they would have done it like sooner if it took only two hours to fix. So yeah, There's um, probably a lot of people I, without power that they had to fix, by the way. I don't think they were just like, no, hey, we can't I get know, to the I know that. No, I, no I, and we, were only, we only had 60 houses that were out, so we were going to be last on the priority. But what's interesting is I actually got a quote for a whole house backup generator like two months ago, and it's not, it's not in yet. But, um, you know, it was uh, – it was, it, it wasn't that bad in Charlotte, but we've seen photos. I mean, there's a photo I saw this morning of I-40. I couldn't North believe Carolina that photo. Where it, it, and that's true. I mean, it's a, not a fake photo. It's a legit photo. Um, it is completely underwater because you have to think that the, the eastern part of North Carolina and South Carolina is called the low country. It's below sea level. Yes. There's houses that are on stilts. Like, that's how they are because you know that the water can get so high in a bad storm. So this wasn't... Um, as bad as Hugo was, I, I take it from in '89 when my wife grew up here, so she, she remembers that. But still, it was uh, you know Charlotte's not we're not a city prepared for any sort of major natural disaster, and um, I think we made it out all right, most of us. So uh, I think we're pretty lucky about that. All right, let's go. Well, and, and obviously, by the way, we've got a lot of affiliates in uh, North and South Carolina that are down near the coast and whatnot, and many of you may be listening on those affiliate stations right now. And so I'm going to try to think of something that OutKick can do uh, for all of uh, y'all in those uh, in those regions. And so uh, I will think about what, uh, what we could do um, and try to make some sort of small donation to help out a little bit. So uh, in, in the meantime, 
Uh, I mean, I saw that picture of I-40, and, and I'm, maybe I'll retweet that here in a sec for people who don't have a clue how bad the flooding has been. Because yeah, I do think the media bad. has moved on um, when it didn't immediately turn into like a Category 4, Category 5 hurricane. And oftentimes it's the flooding that ends up being the disaster, not the storm itself. I mean, we saw that, frankly, with Katrina. It wasn't the actual storm. It was the breaching of the levees that uh, that surrounded the, the city of New Orleans that led to such a disaster. All right, in completely not serious conversation now, let's shift the page here. What bets do you like the most for college football in the NFL as we head into NFL Week 3 and college football Week 4? So, no power is not being able to do much research. Uh, um, yes. I, I, I put a couple games in already on, on my Action Network app, so um, – well, Washington State, for some odd reason, is an underdog at USC on Friday. I don't get it. They're 3-0. They've played um, not the best of opponents, but they're really humming right now in offense. Their quarterback has 1,200 yards passing, but their defense, their defense is really good. It continues last year. They had a really good defense last year. Um, they do some unique stuff on defense, and USC is, is a dumpster fire. So I don't know how they're getting points on Friday, and, and Friday nights, Friday night games in the Pac-12 conference are always a little wonky, too. So I like Washington State getting points here. Um, Mississippi State only favored by 10 against Kentucky seems like a weird line considering Mississippi State is much better. Is that like a is that because uh, Mississippi State has a has a big game the next week cuz that line seems to make no sense to me. I got uh, I took Kentucky plus 10 and a half um, just because uh, I don't know. I mean, I thought ten, I, going on the road in the SEC unless you are a great team I think it's hard to take a team by double digits. That's just kind of my vibe in general. Kentucky feels pretty good about itself. It started off three and zero. They've had a lot of uh, a lot of success uh, already. I feel like they're going to play well in this game. Um, I think Mississippi State will win, but I don't think it's an easy like no nonsense. We're going to walk in and just sweep the floor with them. So uh, so I if I got about ten and a half. If you put if you switch Mississippi State's jerseys with LSU or with Auburn. Would they be getting more respect? They have, have. If you look at all their advanced stats, if you look at the way they played, they played excellent this year. Yeah. So I, no, I, just look, think, I, I it, think it's. I, yeah. I think that's a good point. I do think if you put uh, Mississippi State in, let's say, uh, well, LSU deserves the respect because of what they've done. But if you put Auburn in Mississippi State, you know, I would still be nervous about taking. I, I, I yeah. just think if you're if you're a decent team in the SEC and you are not playing a against a great team. I think it's hard to go double digits. Like, I'm nervous about I, – I would not touching the line for Georgia going on the road against Mizzou, even though Georgia's no. a 14-point favorite because Georgia's just yes, so that's good. Points. That's so points. I, I agree with that one. I'm just not sure that Mississippi State's on the Alabama-Georgia level, um, and I don't think Kentucky's awful. So, But I, but look, would I take Mississippi State at 9.5? Probably. I mean, I took Kentucky yeah, at 10.5, so, yeah, uh, so I don't ten, know where so. that line's going to go. Um, I got him at 10, so I'm, I'm comfortable with that. And then in the pro game, look, I'm going to continue doing uh, what I've been doing, which is taking Giants unders. Uh, Giants, Texans under 41. I took that already. And then, you know, a couple of teams are not getting much respect. You know, the Bengals are coming here to Charlotte. They're 2 0. The Panthers are 1 1. The Bengals are getting three points. Um, kind of feels like a, maybe a, a trap line by Vegas, but I like the Bengals plus three. Um, and then, then the last one I took, it's already gone up now. I took the over in the Chiefs and the Niners game. Um, it was at 54. It's a ton of points. It's already at 56 and a half. So a lot of this, too, is uh, when, you, when, when you gamble, is trying to get the best number possible. And sometimes it's getting it right when it comes out because you kind of have a feeling of how the market's going to go. Um, and there's one other game I'm waiting to see is 
the Dolphins are they were three point favorites against Oakland in Miami this weekend. It's jumped to think three and a half or four. Like that's a line where I hope it comes back down to three so I can take a better number than than, than getting it at four. Your brother plays on the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick he Mahomes does. has had the best start to a NFL season of all time. How good are the Chiefs? How much better, if at all, can Patrick Mahomes get? How surprised are you by the results that you've seen so far? Well, they're first in offense, they're first in special teams, and they're thirty-second in defense. So <laughs> um, I don't know, like I don't know what you can expect from them. Um, you know, I, I was—I I said this to my buddy. I was over at his house watching the game um, the other night. I was the other day, and when the Chiefs were up twenty-one nothing, I was like looking for Super Bowl futures on the Chiefs. And they allowed 21 points in a row, and I was like, uh, maybe, maybe we'll hold off on that. Um, d- defensively, d- defensively, they're just a wreck. I mean, it's going to hold them back so they can find a way to fix it. I don't know if they can. They've allowed 900 passing yards already in two weeks. Uh, they've sacked the quarterback only twice. Um, you know, offensively, you can put up a lot of points, but I've played in these offenses before where you had no defense, and the pressure to put up points every single week gets a little overwhelming because you're going to have games, you know, they play – the Jaguars still, um, you know, they, they have teams where they're going to they're gonna have to, to only score 21 points in a game and hope their defense can hold someone. I don't know if they can do that right now. Do you consider, you grew up in L.A., do you consider Taco Bell Mexican food? <laughs> um, no. Um, I, I think it's, it's um, if you want to consider it Mexican food of the fast food genre then sure i guess but i never thought to myself like i'm gonna get mexican food tonight i want to go to taco bell i just go to the mexican restaurant or go to the there's a burrito place uh, uh, owned by a small family right up the street from my parents house i just go get a burrito there i've never thought like taco bell to me was always like drunk food in the middle of the night you go eat i never once thought like i'm gonna go get some mexican food at 2 a.m i'm like i'm drunk taco bell's right there it's seven dollars and you get 12 burritos i'm gonna go over there what about Panda Express? Is it Chinese food? <laughs> no. This is the same argument we've had with Chick-fil-A, right? Where I acknowledge Chick-fil-A is very delicious. It is, is my kids love Chick-fil-A. I've become a fan of Chick-fil-A. But it's, to me, it's not like the best chicken ever. There's better chicken than Chick-fil-A chicken. It's the best fast food chicken by far, but there's better chicken than Chick-fil-A. We're going to have to hang up on him. Jeff, thanks for joining us. I'm glad you have your power back. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I am Clay Travis. We are joined now by Jason Whitlock at Whitlock Jason. He is on SFY. Speak for yourself with Marcellus Wiley. It is a great show, 90 minutes long now from noon to 1.30 on the West Coast, from 3 to 4.30 on the East Coast on FS1. Set your DVRs. My show, Lock It In, comes on right after, and Jason Whitlock's going to be on with us again this week. What do you think of the gambling weekend? You have good success, bad success? <laughs> I'm standing down, and if you went by my picks on Lock It In, I had a horrible, horrible. I was only right about the Ball State Indiana under. Everything else I was dead wrong on. What about Todd Furman? I hate to give him praise, but the dude just dunked on everybody (laughs) over the weekend and hung on the rim, pointing at everybody. 8-0 on his gambling picks. Yeah, I'm the anti-Todd Furman. I did not have his hot start, but yeah. Listen, Todd Furman is the number one reason right now to watch that show. You're, he's making people money. 
What better yeah. reason to watch TV? That's the number one reason to watch any television show. Uh, you, we got a big question for you here off the top two. We got into a big debate in hour one. Is Taco Bell Mexican food? Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Why not? Uh, what's the controversy? The controversy is, is we've got food? yeah we've is got people Mexican out there no. that yeah. say if Mexicans aren't making it, it's not Mexican food. Huh. Uh, well, but there's here's, a little truth to that. I I kind of say that about soul food. If black people ain't making it, is it really soul food? It's an interesting <laughs> you know question. What? I, my, I I say that, and I just say, I think about my lawyer's wife, and I, I remember how I fell in love with her because, like my mother, she kept bacon grease on the top of her multi-million-dollar mansion in her kitchen. She had a can of Crisco filled with bacon grease. That's real soul food. She's a white woman, so. <laughs> and he, here's my argument. My argument is if you go to Panda Express, that's Chinese food. If you go to McDonald's in Russia, that's American food, right? It's about yep. what the intent is, not who's making it. That's true to some degree. But, again, I'll just go back to it. Is it good Mexican food? No. Does it hit the spot late at night? Hell yeah. That's definitely true. Uh, all right, let's dive into some of the controversies. I, I think this is good for the NFL. Now, we'll talk about Jameis Winston controversy in a minute because that's a little bit different. But in general, the NFL controversy for the past couple of years has been, is this guy going to stand for the national anthem or not? Antonio Brown not showing up at practice on Monday and sending out a tweet about how uh, he wants to be traded. Very NBA of Antonio Brown. Uh, we've got <laughs> Le'Veon Bell on a yacht party, uh, hanging out and got a release of a rap album instead of showing up to play for the Steelers. Very, uh, very NBA. We got Ben Roethlisberger somehow connected now to Stormy Daniels and the Donald Trump controversy and everything else associated with that. This is drama that is actually good for the NFL, the Steelers and what's going on with them. If you're a Steeler fan, you might not be happy. But for regular NFL fans, this is infinitely preferable to who's standing for the national anthem, right? Yeah, you want to be fascinating, not polarizing. Yeah. You want to be compelling, not polarizing. And those things are all fascinating and compelling. They're things for people to sit around at work and talk about. Can you believe this Antonio Brown tweeting out he wants to be traded? Then he skips practice. Did you see the video of Le'Veon at his rap show? The Steelers are a hot mess. I'm sure everybody in Pittsburgh is talking about that. I'm sure they're frustrated, but at least they're talking about the Steelers. They're fascinated by the Steelers. All right, so that's one NBA uh, story. I mean, one NFL story that seems like the NBA, and that it's like it's a good way of putting it. Like you're fascinated by it. You can't. Everybody has an opinion, but it's not polarizing. Second NFL story: this Brady Belichick discord will not die there's now a new book coming out which quotes tom brady's sister it quotes all these different people basically saying brady is done with belichick and he wants a divorce like i can't believe this story won't die the patriots are one and one they're going on the road against the lions do you find the brady belichick drama as fascinating as i do best coach in the history of the nfl maybe the best quarterback in the history of the NFL, and they just can't get along, I I can't look away. Well, they seemingly can't get along. And so it's like looking across the street at your neighbor 
and you see a light on in the den late at night. You go, oh, I wonder if they're not sleeping together. Is there problems over there? And it's all speculation, and you really don't know what's going on in their house. There's a lot of smoke around Belichick and Brady that makes it seem like there's some discord. But any relationship that has lasted as long as Brady and Belichick, there are going to be moments of discord. And so right now we're in a stormy time with those guys. But if they get through this season and they're in the Super Bowl, they may have fallen back in love again by December or January. We'll just have to wait and see. All right, last one. This Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jameis Winston, do you go with Fitzpatrick and stick with Fitzmagic? Do you go with Winston? Is a great story. It's like the mirror yep. image of what happened with Dak and uh, and Tony, uh, Romo. Tony Romo. Except you got an older, uh, you know, retired, you know, like older veteran quarterback who's now maybe taken over for a younger star quarterback. Now the latest thing, and I don't even know if you saw this because it happened relatively late last night that the news came out. Jameis Winston is being sued by the Uber driver he's accused of groping. So before we get to that aspect of this story, what would you do just based on on the field between Fitzpatrick and Winston if you were Bucks GM or Bucks coaching staff? Uh, I'm going back to Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston was the number one overall pick, the Heisman Trophy winner, a national champion in college for a reason. The guy's upside is tremendous. And if I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and with all the talent they have on the offense and defensive side of the ball, I'm trying to play the quarterback with the most upside. When I play that quarterback with the most upside, is up for debate. I wait for Ryan Fitzpatrick to cool off, and he is going to cool off. I don't know if I bring Jameis back week four. It's a short week. Uh, he won't have a lot of time to prepare. Uh, but by week five or six, I go with the guy that I drafted to be my franchise quarterback. He's more talented than Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I think if you do a deep dive on the narrative around Jameis Winston and really analyze him as a quarterback, he has shown signs of progress over the last couple of years. I'm a guy that doesn't give up on Jameis because I just think I know what Ryan Fitzpatrick is. He's a great stopgap quarterback. He's a guy that can get hot for a brief period of time, but he's not a guy you can win a Super Bowl with, in my opinion. Uh, and so I think Jameis is, and I know Jameis has been a bit of a train wreck. You know, I call him the Gomer Powell of football. He's, you know, he's a goofball and an idiot and has done some in college, has been accused of some despicable things and, and has lent a lot of credibility to the fact that he did those things. But, you know, all the money they have invested in, the draft pick and his talent, I go back to James. All right, what about the latest lawsuit being filed, specifically the allegations now being levied against him? Does that impact your decision-making at all? No, because he can settle that civil suit. She's taken her pound of flesh from him. And I'm not going to cry any tears for Jameis Winston. He did what he did. He lied about it. He was in that situation. He was stupid. He'll settle that civil lawsuit, I would think, uh, relatively quickly. I just don't see that having long-lasting impact. All right. Another story that we talked about a little bit last week. New York Times comes out with a story on Saturday. And it got snowed under, I think, a little bit. 
Saturday and Sunday because obviously there's tons of college football and the NFL taking place. But they actually looked at 20 years worth of data in Grand Slam tennis matches and they found out that men are penalized three times as often as women are. And so when Serena came out and said she was being penalized because of sexism and everything else, the data doesn't support her at all. Serena's husband yesterday, I don't know if you saw this, Whitlock, he tweeted me uh, after I tweeted out that New York Times story. Uh, I think this is the guy who founded Reddit. Um, Serena uh, ended up uh, marrying him. And I'm going to read you what he said to me. I thought it was kind of interesting that he tracked, I've never met him, so I don't have any kind of relationship with him at all, that he decided that he was going to weigh in on this, and he sent me a tweet, and uh, and uh, I, he said, the argument is women are penalized more often, as in you have to account for the number of total pen- penalties and occurrences. This is a really difficult argument to make. I texted back to him, or tweeted back to him, smart of you to defend your wife. Uh, saying I lost my temper and I shouldn't have behaved the way I did would have been a much better response than blaming sexism. Is this an example of how the media wants a story to be true and doesn't do its job? Because finally we get the data, and the data don't support anything that Serena said. Look, I I don't think – I do believe the data contradicts her narrative. I don't think the data is the final proof on her narrative. I do think that – Serena Williams, like a lot of celebrity athletes and entertainers, uh, the American public and the American media have placed them on a pedestal that, uh, that grants them some type of elite status in terms of character. What they represent and their agenda is all pure because Serena's a great tennis player. I don't buy that. I just don't buy Great. Physical talent, to me, oftentimes makes it much harder to develop intellectually and character. Because one, you're pampered your whole life. Early on, people recognize your talent and they start treating you differently because they know there's a pot of gold if they can just get you to this finish line. And so we have Serena, LeBron James, any of these super talented athletes and we think, oh, my God, they, they have all the right values. Their character's unassailable. They are the right people. And so, therefore, when Serena says that sexism, you know, it, lent, it has a weight to it that when a normal person says that it, it doesn't. I just don't buy it. And I say that, and I want to be careful here, but it's just like I grew up with one of the most talented athletes the world has ever produced in Jeff George. And I saw the way that we treated him, and it's abnormal. And it creates abnormalities in the person. And so what I just think Serena's a great competitor and tennis player. That's it. In terms of representing an agenda for feminism, I don't even think she knows what the hell she's talking about. She's an elite. She's super wealthy. She's married someone super wealthy. She lives in a fantasy world that, that doesn't, deal with the real impact of of sexism or racism or things like that. I know people get all upset with me, but when you live in that hemisphere financially and, and physically and just the way you're celebrating, people throw rose petals, you get any seat you want in any restaurant at any time, blah, blah, blah. That's not the real world. 
and to, to sit and look for those people that exist in an unrealistic world and think they have something of real value to say about reality, I just don't buy it. Jason Whitlock, did you watch Sesame Street? Did I watch? When I was a kid, yeah, I don't remember it, though. All right, so this is a great example of the world we live in today. Have you seen this? Sesame Street had to issue an official statement on Bird and Ernie yesterday. <laughs> Listen to this. This, a, is real, <laughs> this is a real a, world. There was a lot of discussion that Bert and Ernie might be gay, the Muppets. Yesterday, I swear to God, this is real. I'm reading it directly from Sesame Street. As we have always said, Bert and Ernie are best friends. They were created to teach preschoolers that people can be good friends with those who are very different from themselves. Even though they are identified as male characters and possess many human traits and characteristics, as most Sesame Street Muppets do, they remain puppets and do not have a sexual orientation. Is that one of the most amazing statements you've ever heard? I'm just glad uh, that there weren't allegations that Bert or Ernie 36 years ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just That's... glad neither, nobody got me tooed here, I guess. I, I, man, I don't know what to, to, to think of that. Just, we just live in a very odd time. And uh, it has just gotten crazy. So Bert and Ernie, they have no gender, and we needed a public statement on that. I'm glad that was cleared up. I can now go to sleep or rest my mind easy. I'd always been wondering what gender Bert and Ernie were. I also love this line, which is, just so 2018 it hurts. They remain puppets and do not have a sexual orientation is one of the greatest lines I've ever heard. Uh, Jason Whitlock, thanks for waking up early with us. Watch him on Speak for Yourself at SFY, noon on the West Coast, 3 o'clock Eastern on the East Coast. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.